So, see, that would have been a favorite great, great intro. Yeah, that would have been a great <laughs> That's a classic site that podcast a, a, intro. A right real there. intro. <laughs> Man, uh, dude. So, so this, is, this is exciting for a couple reasons, everybody. First reason. We haven't done one of these in person in a hot minute. True. In a, in a hot, hot, hot minute. When was the last time we did it? Was it still when I was going to your old old apartment? It might have been. I, no, I you think... came over once to my yes, apartment. I did. It was yeah. probably the one we done. One time couch. during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's probably been at least a year since yep. we've done one of these in, in person, which is wild. And then um, we have a studio too. Yeah. We're not just we're not just like anywhere. Sightpole Podcast is not sponsored by Monster. It's not. Well, hold on, I have a business idea. Yet. I have it's a, not sponsored by Monster yet. Mike, call me. <laughs> so, so like we, we we have suits. I saw the jacket on. There's laws. We just recorded a thing with RTZ, and there is someone in the room with us. His name is Zach. He's like changing the cameras to make it look extra professional, which is which is great. Yeah, that's wow. I, I stood up. I have to sit down. Um, if and, enough and, of you guys share the Sightpole Podcast, it could be like this every week. <laughs> We just need you guys to really blow this shit up. <laughs> and so we've been doing at TI a, a scripted show. Mm-hmm. A, a, a half to half 75% scripted, yeah. scripted show for Monster, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so everything's been prepared. There's prompters on all three of these cameras in front of us. And and Zach in the corner is like, you guys are just going just gonna to start talking? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like... Yeah, we're just, we, we don't prepare anything for the show, kinda. That's how the side pull podcast rolls, baby. Dude, we're in no Singapore. No professionalism. We're in Singapore. We're in Singapore doing this, a podcast this together. Is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I I think we left off talking about TI. Uh, last chance qualifiers finished up. Yep, that was right before uh, both of us. We're gonna fly to Singapore. We mm-hmm. finished up the last chance qualifier. Found out Liquid is indeed gonna be going to TI. And uh, we found out they go a little bit farther than that now. <laughs> dude, dude. Now they go to the final stage of TI, or as I said in the cast, going to the finals. Going to the finals. And then Avery went. Well, it's not really oh, well, the finals. Well, not really but... the finals. And you're like, stop being pedantic. They're yeah. going to the main stage. We really need a different name for it because like, they literally just call it the finals. Final weekend? Like, yeah, they, like, yeah, final weekend kind of works, but like, they should have given it some sort of name. Yeah, the finals. they've just been calling finals. it the finals. I guess it's uh, you know not not to skip to the end of the story here. We do have like all TI to talk about, but mm-hmm. I am unbelievably happy that I still have a voice to record the podcast because, <laughs> dude, um, I'm I, I'm here not just doing the show, but also like here with Liquid. Uh, I'm yep. I am like posted like if if you're watching the TI broadcast on the stage, you can see me in almost all the camera shots because I am by the stage yelling at Mickey for most of the thing. I yeah. like just screaming like, fucking kill him, Michael! Uh, Curb stop him, rip his throat out. I got I got a note that during um, game one yesterday mm-hmm. of, of the Thunder series that you were casting, that you could hear me through your mic <laughs> say, saying, fuck him up, Michael. <laughs> nice. That's the kind of crowd noise you want to hear. <laughs> Not a, none of this is just, ooh, yay. No, you want to hear, fucking kill him. Yeah. Um, it, it, it got pretty violent. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm floored. And I, like, obviously, I can't claim to be as happy as, as the team or take any of their glory. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel some level of like 
These people are my friends. Yep. I am very happy for them. I am an employee. I am a liquid fan. Like all, and I'm just at the arena, which wasn't all like people I think have been excited for Matu, but it feels like there's a little bit of like an underdog story building that definitely got the arena more in our favor as yeah. games went on. The OG series a little bit rough. People were clearly <laughs> clearly OG. I fans. heard about that. I heard about that. Who told you that? Was like uh, um I think I read like I think I read a Reddit comment or something like that that was funny. Um and it, it was something about like how liquid killed the the crowd noise or something like that uh and i was like wait what's that about and and i was like wasn't the i expected the audience to have backed liquid and og not evenly but like you know like eh, 40 60. it, it, it was but, like yeah trent turned to me he's like dude no they are all OG fans. Yes. He said, with Liquid, we're making plays because we're, we're sitting backstage. <laughs> and so it's always, we can always tell there is a delay from obviously what is happening on the stage and what we're seeing because we're literally watching the Twitch stream, the same Twitch stream you guys are, mm -hmm. right? So uh, we're watching that in, in the green room. We can hear the audience and we can usually tell which team what is going fight? to win a team fight because of how loud the audience is because there's usually favoritism one way or the other mm -hmm. and he said with liquid liquid was winning and he was dead silent <laughs> nobody was cheering so so i, I was doing a non-zero amount of starting let's go liquid chance uh -huh. um it was really hard to do during the og game <laughs> it, it was really really hard to do during the og game yeah. and then it felt i almost felt bad because it was so easy to do during the Thunder game. I think there's oh, multiple okay. factors for that, right? Because people yeah. were inherently very excited for the, the the series because of the games that were being played. Yep. But like that that felt really like painfully lopsided that at that point it wasn't eighty twenty, it was like ninety five five. Yeah. Um, but at least you had like all the the all the uh, Spanish and uh, Portuguese Brazilian talent were uh, were starting their own. They were out there with stuff. flags. They yeah. started their own chant. They so, started a chant and then they started a second chant to differentiate it from the mm. first chant. Like I. I <sighs> It's good that they were there for that. It's yeah. super good that they were there for that. I I think that I am still really high on what Thunder was doing. I think that very art. This isn't a hot take at all. Mm -hmm. They probably should have won the series. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like both of you should have won the series just in different ways. Yeah, just in different ways. Well, we collectively just threw a game at each other, yeah. right? So yeah. and when that happened, it's like they they <laughs> they did us a solid. Um, I I I saw Picara Picaz and Dark Mago um like back at the hotel, mm -hmm. and they were like like smiling, but also just you know like they they know that they could have done more. Yeah. And now I think the challenge is, you know, w one of the stories coming out of this TI is how well they did, how well Beast Coast did, even given the adversity, right? Yep. So how do they continue to iterate and, and recreate that and not just like get poached for parts or, you know, keep, keep South American Dota like uh, at the standard that it is right now? Yeah, no, certainly. I think... Um so one thing earlier, you talked about how um, how happy you were watching Liquid. Uh, I, I was talking to Hoppit after that series, and he said um, he was happier here and stuff because uh, he said working for a team, like obviously Hoppit has followed Dota since the beginning. Yeah, um, and, he's done a lot of work. For but Dota. like he only recently is now really backing a team, right? Because mm -hmm. he used to be BTS. He was on a tournament organizer side. Mm -hmm. Sure, he had his, <clears throat> he probably had his favorites, right? But like he said, he said specifically like, 
when you're working for a team, it hits different. Like now, like you've got like a, a squad that you're fully backing, and it's different when they win, and yeah. it feels I feels mean, good. Don't I don't think anybody from Liquid's watching. Like yeah. I I go to League of Legends games. I've I've gone to other games, mm -hmm. and like yes, I am very happy for them because they are also friends, and I know them, and they're coworkers, and I work with them, and I'm a Liquid fan. Yeah. This one really hits different. Yeah. It it, it hits bonus triple different. Mm. I will. I went. Um. I, literally, literally I, I was fucking screaming, Li like screaming. Our our, our camera person, uh, uh, Brooklyn, who is who is here with us taking photos, um, has never really watched or played a game of Dota in her life, but has watched a lot of um, you know League by also mm -hmm. working and taking photos. And she's and like watching people who know nothing, nothing about it, but are like getting invested in it for for the team or like asking questions about it. And then seeing other people like that get excited just because the energy in the room was so infectious. Mm -hmm. Wild. We could not hear you, Ravery, in the oh, crowd yeah. for yeah, the last for the last four to five minutes of that last game. Yeah. Like like truly, like I, I if I was trying to, I could mm -hmm. not hear your voice in the arena because it was so loud. Yeah, I uh, I went back through um, and watched a, a little bit of the little bit, a couple of moments, and I did notice that um, the the audio was definitely the we were getting crowded out by the the audience, which was cool. Uh, it made me a little sad, but you know, that's that's just my own. I yeah self involvement. I I, I, I think production could have bumped you up a little bit. Not, yeah, not in the audio, but I was just stream. like, ah, the audio mix like could have been a little bit more in our favor. <laughs> I was like, I don't think any of my calls are really being heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was it was crazy loud. I I went from um, you know pacing circles around the arena to lying on the floor because there were two or three fucking amazing black holes that mm. I was just, you know, as, as a person who knows something about Dota was like, I'm pretty sure we lost. I'm, I'm like 95% sure that yeah. we lost this game because I, for me, it really felt like the Enigma. Yep. It really felt like the Enigma in game three was so on point. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think, yes, he missed one black hole, but he made up for it by having four to five bangers. Picasso's Pudge, crazy talent. I think that, you know, we're both very much on the train. You got me on that train, so, you know, th thank you. True. Um, when when he when the audience was, like, seeing the stat that mm -hmm. he was hitting 70% of his hooks on heroes, like, that was wild. I was actually convinced when I saw the draft, and maybe this is my own ignorance and hopium, that I'm like, if this game is 40 to 45 minutes or plus, like, I don't know how they're going to beat the Lifestealer. No, they definitely overplayed that lineup, I think. I don't think they were supposed to be doing... Um as well as they did. I mean, also a big part of that was there's a huge difference between um, this series and the Entity one, where it was Lifestealer versus Pudge, because that matchup, Lifestealer, like Matumba Man was the most farmed hero in the game. In this matchup, he was the least farmed core. Out of all six. Yeah, like, not and that, just made, that made a huge difference, right? Like then the Pudge is actually staying alive long enough that his rod is doing a bunch of damage. They can't kill him fast enough to stop him from getting off good dismembers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So the Marcy I think, was hitting crazy rebounds. Yeah, yeah. So I think that like the 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 difference in farm uh, 
on the life stealer specifically made a huge difference in like what that game looks like late game. I wonder because uh, I, I would agree with you. I think that like usually forty minutes plus that lineup should win on the side of Liquid. Also, the difference between the Enigma and the Broodmother too, because the Enigma sure. is going to always have the impact, right? Where the Broodmother was like, eventually that hero really starts to feel bad after you know 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't get to talk to Will or anybody from the team about it because there was just too much hugging and crying going mm-hmm. on. But sometime in the next week, I I, I you know I'm I'm gonna be curious and be like, so was it like a conscious decision like mid game of like Zai's popping off so hard we're going to continue to put farm prio on him and then like end it real quick mm-hmm. as opposed to elongating and getting Matu there because uh, from from the stands one of my anxieties was watching that whole game just like. Matu didn't have farm. And it didn't matter in the end because arguably, not arguably, he saved slash won the game in the yeah. end without the farm. But it, it was it was rough for me to be like, oh no, that lifestealer has no items. How, how, how you do damage? Yeah, it was definitely... Uh, Zai was definitely popping off in the, the early game, but then he kind of ran out of steam with all that farm. He, mm-hmm. he stopped doing enough, but... Yeah, I mean, that was just uh, was a crazy series as a whole. I feel like we kind of skipped over Liquid's entire <laughs> run yeah, we, we, straight we, we into the hype game because it, it literally happened like 12 hours ago or something like that. That's most of what I can think about. I got, yeah. I got in a little bit of trouble because I, I, got, I got on stage and we were hugging, hugging Blitz and Jabs and Chloe, uh-huh. uh, which, which was fine. I don't think anybody... You got in trouble for that? What, you weren't supposed to be up on stage? Oh, I, I, I think that... Well, I didn't have my Liquid jersey uh, on. I think if I had it, it might have you know been a little more incognito. But that was... You know, uh, I saw De- Dennis, who is here, who is filming the Dota vlog. So I've mm-hmm. talked about like lightly before. Um, like he ran on stage. There's great footage of like him and Jerex and Chloe, the manager, and mm-hmm. Blitz and Jabs all like going out together. And then you know they go out to get five fives. And you know, um, you know, uh, Will was so incredibly kind to us during the series. Us being like me and, and the photographer in the crowd, mm-hmm. like. He was he was like getting people to to pay attention to us. He was like helping people engage with the crowd. He was like coming over to the end of stage and like talking with with me post draft and just being like, mm. hey, just like thanks for being here. Like and, and so there, there there was a lot of um, like uh, more than normal camaraderie during that. So yeah, there the, the, there was like there was like a big stage moment that I got in on a little bit, which was you know both exciting and a little bit selfish. Yeah, <laughs> now William was uh, definitely. Definitely in his feels for that series, because um, I think uh, he knew there was definitely a, a big potential of them going out, mm-hmm. um, and that's really important. It was also like, uh, if they don't go out and they move on to the next level, um, then in some ways, I mean, if you think about Blitz's career as a coach, it's like, if you look at uh, TI specifically, right? Mm-hmm. This is his first TI, really. Mm-hmm. Right, like the the first time he coached was with Liquid. Um, that when that was when he was pulling like kind of double duty, where he was casting and coaching mm-hmm. um, at the same time. And then he goes on um, to coach um, the DC, DC Thunderbirds, whatever the hell their name yeah. was. Right, um, Planet Odd. Yeah, that's what they, whatever the fucking roster was, and. Um, they they end up falling just that was before that was when invitations were still going on mm-hmm. right so uh it turns out that they fell just 
just one series short of being able to get an invite. If they had won, basically there were two tournaments at the end of the year that were happening. The one that they went to, which is like Nanyang or something like that, they ended up losing to, I think, like Newbie or somebody. And if they had won that series, then they would have been invited to TI. Um, but instead, they didn't get it, and they didn't go through the qualifiers. They, get bom they got bombed out pretty hard. So that was a disaster, mm -hmm. right? Then he, then he coaches um, this, this Liquid roster, uh, and obviously last year was a disaster. Um, and this year they finally make it to TI and um, you know, he, he actually, they, they get a long run and now they're actually in the finals weekend. And I think um, Blitz looks at this, I mean, it's kind of like um, you finally proved something, right? Mm -hmm. Like that you and your team had, had value, that you were good enough to be there, to good enough to, to be able to, to go through, and now they're top four. To, to, to himself, to the team, to mm -hmm. the organization, to the fans, yeah. because like, I... I mean, this has been like a, a, an affair that the Liquid has invested into. Uh, For like and three years. It really has not paid out until now, right? No, well, I mean, like, sorry, you can argue that Dota really never pays out. But, you know, that, that's, a, that's a separate true? business conversation. That's a separate business conversation. Yep, but yep. yeah, I mean, like, like Victor and Liquid have, have stuck with Insania, Mickey, and Boxing yep. well for for a minute, right? Um, and and this this is proof positive that it is that it is worthwhile. And you know, it, he he was talking to me between games, even um, or like like during games, he was out in the audience a little bit and just just pacing. Like, yeah, he he does. You know what it is? He doesn't like watching the games. Yeah, uh, he like because his his job is to focus on draft. Mm -hmm. um, so he like he talks to me about it. I think it was actually super interesting. He was talking to Celery about it, um, and he he talked about the fact that he doesn't like watching the games. It's and, and it's very common. Coaches like it's out of your hands. It's the most anxiety inducing position to be in. Uh, Avery agreed. He said, "Like they're they're like being up on stage. You have control, but when you're a coach and you're watching, you're absolutely powerless. Mm -hmm. So it is the most anxiety-inducing position to possibly be in. Mm -hmm. um, and so that feels natural. Okay, maybe you just want to avoid that. Um, but he also said, like he doesn't want to, like he knows he he will know or he does know if he screwed up the draft or not, or or if they did the draft correctly." And, but then there's this entire other aspect of what happens inside of the game, right? And they've got a separate coach for that. That's Jarek's. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to cloud like his judgment of the draft and stuff by what happens in the game, right or wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like if he thinks that the, like, the draft is good and like he watches how the lanes play out and they play out like they, he thinks they should and stuff like that, then like, okay, then like Mission the game should have, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, things go wrong and they screwed something up, but you can't let that paint like your idea of what the drafting is and the same things go right you could do the bad draft but your team plays well enough to make it work like you don't want to get it in your head that that draft was fine mm -hmm. right so i thought it was actually like a, a really smart idea um of coaching and he also elaborated uh i thought another part was super interesting he was talking about like traditional sports like they have all of this support staff and they all focus on their own jobs mm -hmm. right and it's like esports like we brought on one coach, but if you think about it, one coach is supposed to cover the the draft and the gameplay and the the psychological aspect. Probably of it some player and, management, and the player management and stuff like the relationships between players. Like, how is one person supposed to do all that and do it the best? Right? How are you supposed to successfully like create good drafts, but also like be be the guy telling people what they need to do gameplay wise? Mm -hmm. Right? It's like. 
those things are going to start colliding together and, and you're you're going to start getting worse at one or the other as a result right well, like when you if you are one coach and you're deciding draft and gameplay how do you decide right because there sometimes it's draft sometimes the gameplay mm -hmm. and sometimes it's both like where where are you going to put the emphasis on yeah it's objective right? and you have to like yeah. help your game the right one i think you know a lot of people give give liquid some some uh, jokes and some jabs, probably lightly justified that they do have like 17 coaches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, I still do believe that there's value in it as, as you're talking to. And also, I don't believe that like, you know, there's more people than Zhao 8 that's working with LGD. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think they, that they have their own, they have a, a pretty big support staff for, as far as I understand. I think that we are probably just more public with it. Yeah. And like it's very upfront. You see Jerax, you see yeah. Jabs, you see Blitz, right? Yep. Um, yeah. They, so their reward uh, for winning is like an eight hour media day today. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm surprised they did the media day right away. That, so, because uh, we I, have five days. If right? I put my production hat on, that just gives people more time to edit stuff and make assets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good so, point. Make better content as a result. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you can make better stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I. There's a five-day break, and I'm still interested to see what that is going to do. You know, we we actually we talked about this. Um, people will see it next week on the morning show. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were talking to Artizi a little bit about this, like right before we were doing this, about what this little five-day break could be doing for players. These last four teams, who it can benefit, who it cannot benefit. Um, I, I would imagine it like it's hard to not get too in your head about it because yeah, you you are now having a five-day anticipatory buildup of yep. millions of dollars on the line and even if you take the money out of it your life dream yep yep it's uh it's a crazy amount of pressure and i feel like and i, I felt like this ever since they announced this that um there is i think i would i i hope we get this information post ti right whoever the winner is there's going to be some information that comes out about what the teams did during this five-day period. Yeah. And I feel like that could make the difference. Because I don't think they're all going to do the same thing. No. Right? Some of them are and probably going to want to scrim a little bit. Some yeah. of them are probably going to potentially... Some, like, we're in Singapore. It's very possible to just fuck off for three days. Mm -hmm. um, some of them might pub a lot. Some of them might play Overwatch. Apparently, everybody's playing Overwatch. Um, <laughs> from what I've heard, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. just an NA thing. It's just um, you know, new Zoomer game. That's probably part of it too. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I, I want to know what the different strategies are going to be for people and how it's going to pan out because you're you're getting to the stage and it's gonna be it's gonna be a big stage, it's a big arena. You can yeah. see it from like the hotel. It's it's large. It's very yeah. different than what we've been experiencing for the last. Um, a week. How, how have you felt about the uh, TI part one and the arena setup? Um, so obviously there was so there was a lot of negative feedback uh, on Reddit. There was all this stuff going on with the uh, the headsets not blocking out the sound well enough um, and all of that jazz. So that part definitely not great. Uh, but I feel like the end product, um, that final, like honestly, the last two days I think have been pretty clean. I think the, uh, obviously the competitive integrity aspect of, of uh, players being able to hear the commentators is, is uh, pretty important. Yeah, that's, that's really, really bad. But I think there were still some upsides to this. 
Um, You're not going to go store action slacks on me here. You're going like, to just, just wait. Let's to focus the, on the positives. Let's focus people. on the, uh, <laughs> the I, I, I'm giving him shit, but I but I, the thing is, I also really agree with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so do I. I mean, like I don't. Yeah. Obviously, I don't 100 percent agree with him, but I agree with like most of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, people really bad faith. <laughs> people really took this as like him saying stop complaining, but he never did. And he, he and if you challenge that, he has a bounty right now. Uh, any of you guys can take him up on it. He has a hundred dollar bounty if you can find in that forty minute video anywhere where he tells you to stop complaining. So he probably isn't going to pay anybody because they probably can't find it. They can't find it. No, because he never said that. But um, but the positives, um, and I think one of well, it's actually turned into a negative for some people. But there's less content. Um, but there's less content because there's less downtime between games. We are cruising through these games. That is one of the the, the big improvements that they've done this year. So nice. The rotating stages apparently have cut down on the time between series mm-hmm. by a shit ton. I, I feel like um, I feel like it, it's actually going too fast. I wish they would slow it down, even just like another add in another sixty seconds, another one hundred and twenty seconds or something. Because um, I feel like we we come out of the post game interviews and. It's just not very long until we're right back into the, the next series. I almost feel like uh, we could let it breathe just a little bit more. Um, but I think that improvement has been incredible. We don't need more pieces of content because we're just keeping the games going. The content's always going. There's always games happening. The amount of work that the panel is doing in Oslo, like I would love to see like their per minute rate because <laughs> not to <even laughs> that they're not working enough. Like that, yeah, That's yeah. like a really weird criticism, right? But I almost want to hear more of them like yeah, yeah they're, they're getting to do the draft like they're doing double time there so that that's cool right well even then half the time they're not doing the draft because <laughs> we're doing the draft because we've got the pro players here right mm-hmm. and that's like one of the big complaints about a remote panel you can't get the pro players so what valve has been doing is is been trying to integrate pro players into either the casts or just have them on uh, and have the casters plus a pro player do the draft mm-hmm. so they're not even doing half the drafts yeah they're they're uh, honestly the panel is getting uh if I would be very understanding if the panel uh, talent are frustrated, um, just because if they're already in Oslo and they're all then on top of that, like it just feels like they're really not getting a whole lot of time to like. They're not getting a lot of camera time. Yeah. Um, They probably have, you know, compared to the esports of old, like Mm -hmm. they're they're having a more pleasant time because they're not working straight fourteen hour days. On camera, maybe right. Yeah. So like, they're, they're faster because we're speeding things up. Yeah, there's a small benefit, but like, how I I I want to see more slacks. I want to see more more tsunami. I want to see more purge, and th- mm. and it feels like there's barely time for any of those three to really like flex because they're getting like a segment or two a day that lasts maybe ninety seconds. Yeah, um, which is which is kind of a bummer. Um, I I want to see more James. Maybe maybe it's because mm. I'm a little bit of a of I'm I'm was excited about the development. <laughs> I, You're I, trying really hard not to say fan, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I I am not a fan. Excited about the development, the announcement that James is. Uh, yeah, James came back. That was something uh, obviously was a surprise. Um, many of us in in talent knew about it for a while um, mm. that that he was coming back. Uh, in fact, I don't know if. Should I share this? I feel like it's probably fine. 
There, there was a rumor that uh, he was potentially going to be back last year, mm-hmm. um, but um, for whatever reason, things didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's here this year, um, and yeah, it's good to have him back. I think that that is. Uh, it's always good from a production standpoint to have like a like a positive PR bullet in the chamber. Mm, and yeah. while I can both be, <laughs> they needed that bullet real bad. They needed that silver bullet. Yeah, like. <laughs> While I can both be really excited about James uh, because I've liked his work, I think that uh, to me, a little bit of that was like, dude, we, we got this one. That This is going to be the good Reddit thread <laughs> in a sea of people who, again, to be clear, I, I think that we are being a little too critical and a little too doomy about everything. and. I think I say that because I'm I'm hyper aware and worried about how that can like manifest into um, actual doom. Like 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 if if so many people are going, this is horrible. Everything is dying. Nobody cares. Fuck Val. Fuck Val. Fuck Val. Fuck PGL. Yeah, it falls through to your actions, right? Like all this negativity. Like people start enjoying the game less. I think Correct. that was part of one of the things that Slacks was yeah. saying. It's like legitimately, I love this game. And like this much negativity does not help the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have seen people who work at Valve in the arena then talk to them very lightly about it. Mm-hmm. And like my my questions are always like, are are you doing okay? Because like as a human, I want them to still care about Dota. And mm. it is harder for that to happen if every time they load up Reddit or Twitter there's people giving hate about the thing that everybody should love. So yeah. like there is a very justifiable amount of criticism to give to the event. I'm not excited about the way that it's set up in the in the in the format. Not not like the tournament format wise, mm-hmm. but like I'm not excited about the break. I'm not excited about the small arena. I'm not excited about people in Oslo, even though like I actually think that the studio is really cool and it's going well. Um, you know, I'm not excited about about a lot of things. I think that the real egregious one, like you mentioned, is that there was some some audio issues, which have yep. been resolved, as far as I know, rather quickly. Like, yeah, the day one was a disaster, and then day two um, was also bad because what they did is they uh, they basically I was the so I didn't work the first day that was my day off, um, and then day two we worked the very first series, uh-huh. and so they they overdid it and they cut down the caster volume. They did a lot of, of, of little things. They cut out like the smoke and Roshan sounds, uh, for example, I believe those were no longer going out, uh, period, on the speaker. But then in general, the caster audio was so low that the audience couldn't hear anything. I got a lot of people coming up to us like, like, hey. Hey, we can't you, hear like, you. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, I remember at least one person who, who was just like, it's pointless for me to be here. Like, why am I here if I can't hear like the casters? It's ruining the experience for me. Um, and so understandably, um, there were, there were some people, uh, pretty bad about that. So they overdid it, right. In order to like, obviously offset the, the competitive integrity issues. Uh, and then they raised it back up and they, they eventually found some sort of happy medium. And I don't know what they changed about the speaker layout or anything like that. I don't know if they changed anything in that regard. Um, but it seems like they have now found, uh, a point, um, for the final two days, they found a point where it was it was good that the mm-hmm. the teams couldn't hear the the audience uh, or the casters, but the audience could. So, unless we were screaming our hearts out. Yeah, 
jumping up, fist bumping. I, w- yeah. I was jumping up. Aries came, who I, who I met, mm-hmm. remember the first time, who was a Great very, guy. very lovely human. Lovely um, person. Yeah. What, what was sitting by me. And I, I was probably annoying the people around me, if, I, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, yeah. I, I think that I... Here you go. Here you go. Throw it down on the ground. I don't need that water bottle. Nah, nah, nah. Um, it's an audio podcast. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my water. Although, if, if you are listening on Spotify, this one does have a full video. Yeah, this is the one you want to watch. This is the one you want to watch. We've yeah. got very nice camera setups. Um, anywho, <laughs> um, I'm not normally the person at any type of event that is loud or obnoxious, and that was just totally off the table. I, I want to apologize. There was somebody um, who, who tweeted that. I think I responded, like, what are your tweets? And someone was like, yeah, I'm in the arena, Joey. You keep on pacing back and forth by me. Oh, yeah, that's my editor. Uh, that's my editor. Yeah, <laughs> that's my like, editor. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so like Aries came up and like tackled me. Like great, great, yeah. great, great time um, in, in in the arena. Uh, th- there are more series that happened as opposed to the one that like I probably yeah. care the most about. Um, we can probably, I mean, we don't have Wikipedia. I mean, to be honest, uh, silly to scattershot all of them. But the the other series that have happened, I I don't really feel like the upper bracket has been that exciting. It's all the lower bracket matches that have been super super intense and stuff. They've but all been two O's. They, yeah, they've all been two O's. Secret and Tundra just kind of cruising their way to upper bracket finals. Um, what is it about Tundra to where I still? don't get it like like okay i am big dota dum-dum right yeah. like i can't do the analysis right like like all oh, you can but like i look at them topping the group and i go eh, maybe that group's a little bit weaker i look at them uh-huh. 4-0 the upper bracket and go yeah maybe maybe i'm mean, okay clearly the group wasn't weaker because yeah. obviously they all won basically all their games there's a certain point where group what was it b was like 12 and 2 on the main <laughs> stage which yeah, is real bad i'm sure if you do the math like knoxville can go drool the mouth over this it's like way the, the most lopsided group to main stage like yeah gap that's happened right um and and i look at them still in the upper bracket now in the upper bracket finals and i go What's so special about them? <laughs> well uh why am, I, I think, why am i underestimating i mean part of that is just uh I think the human element of it, right? Is there anybody on Tundra that you care about? I think Sasuke's really cool. Okay. And, but he's, and, and, yeah, I mean, he's a very quiet, laid-back person. You think he's cool, but how much do you know about him? Zero. The, I think the yeah. only person on the Tundra roster that I've ever talked to um, is, is Sneaking. Okay. I, yep. I, I met him at Arlington, and we had quite a few conversations. He was truly lovely and nice. Yeah. Um, but, like... And and I'm like I when I think about him I think about like him in a Dignitas jersey at TI3. Mm, yeah. um, so like I, I'm I'm really well aware of his story if if nothing yeah. else I'm well aware of you know AUI's story, um, but but I look at them and I go, they're just like the Western Europe team that we and everybody beat like consistently throughout mm. the year. And yeah, obviously they qualify for TI and other teams didn't right? They they yep. did really well. Maybe it's because they did poorly at Arlington. And that recency bias is like over-indexed in my head. Could be, yeah. Um, I think the the things that they do and the style that they have is not necessarily the the most endearing um, either. They are a very nerdy and a very dirty team. Nerdy and dirty. That's good. You got to save that for the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. That's good. We'll, we'll see if I end up casting them at all. The, uh, <laughs> the, but, but they, because AUI is like one of the biggest Dota nerds I've ever met in my life. 
um, and he loves being able to tear into that sort of stuff. That's what they do. That is the squad as a whole. They get into all of the nitty gritty mechanics and they understand little things about lane matchups or hero matchups that like, you know, you're just not going to find um, in, in any other team. So there's that aspect of it, right? That the way that they win mm -hmm. is, is through little things like that. Um, but also they're really dirty. Uh, and by that, I mean that they, uh, so this is like a term that is, it's not, it's like one of those terms where I think that one of the best compliments a Dota player can ever give to another Dota player is that guy's really fucking annoying, right? Mm -hmm. That guy is annoying. It means he's doing things that you don't like that are inhibiting your play. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just feels bad. It mm -hmm. feels bad to you, right? So when you call another Dota player annoying, it's great. It means he's doing something right. And it's, this term is very similar. They're, they are dirty. They are, when it comes to the laning aspect, they don't play fair, right? They play the broodmothers, visages, right? They don't play honest lanes. They play dirty lanes. They play the, this matchup, it doesn't matter how good I play it sort of thing. Like I'm just screwed, right? That's how they do it, right? Nerdy and dirty. That's how I think of it. Every pro player I've talked to or listened to in passing because I don't want to bother them by having them listen to my voice, um, <laughs> which is a real thing, by the way, um, my voice. And uh, your voice is fine, they, Joey. Uh, no, no, just in general. Uh, the they, they've all, they've all been like, yeah, Tundra's scary. Yeah. Or Tundra's annoying. They, mm -hmm. they, I've heard people use that word, so you're right. They they got like a really easy two o versus OG, and then also an easy two o versus Aster. They're just. Crazy. Yep. 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 Uh, OG, a team that is eliminated. I I am going to. Uh, I, I'm impressed by how many fans OG as an organization has and has built throughout the year post no tell sub. Mm -hmm. I think that they've done like a great job with that. The arena, like we talked about, was filled with them. I I think that that camera shot of Amar with all of the uh, crumpled up drafting papers on the desk yeah. is going to haunt him for years. <laughs> Maybe not him personally, because I get the opinion. Or I, I get the feeling that like he truly doesn't care. Yeah. But that that is. The, the memeiest meme potential that I have yeah, seen that's all good of meme format, it's, it's, it's for a, sure. It's a great meme format. Yeah. It, it, it looked like your disheveled um, younger brother's homework <laughs> that, that like, can't even be turned in. Like, I don't even know how you crumple papers like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, OG kind of bombed out. OG I, did bomb out pretty hard. That was pretty easy or pretty hard, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Zero twos that they went through from Tundra and, and Liquid. Yeah, they're both. I, I like that they stopped putting Tommy on the uh, on the Oracle. Yeah, eventually. they did. They did do that, but I don't know. It felt like they just couldn't get to their style. Uh, it just felt like they were out of sorts and could not catch up fast enough. Um, and that is maybe perhaps one of the dangers of uh, a team who cements the meta too early. And I mean, is there really any other team that get har got hit harder? Uh, by the patch by the razor OG. nerfs <laughs> yeah I mean they had like a very definitive style where it was range carry off laners basically Viper Razor right that was what Amar was best at you got the Mars that got nerfed pretty hard too um, like they they took that away uh, from OG through the patch so that is kind of the danger in some ways of, of peaking uh, leading up into TI is your stuff is going to get nerfed mm -hmm. so it's uh, it's unfortunate, and it seems like they just couldn't really uh, find their way back into it. But uh, you know, 
the, now they've experienced that, right? They've experienced what it's like to, to stumble, uh, come out of group stage and basically stumble, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, your group did not have the right ideas about Dota. Mm -hmm. OG in particular, uh, I mean, if you think about it, group A was like a slower, it was a slower pace meta. And then you they match up against group B teams who are playing fast. They just end up getting smashed. OG in particular, is one of the slower of the Group A teams, so mm -hmm. it's not particularly surprising. Who really did that just they squeak into the upper the bracket? Yeah, yeah, they they, they just squeaked there. Uh, a team that's been playing fast and doing well, the other upper, upper bracket team, Secret, uh, four more wins, zero losses for them. They mm -hmm. knocked LGD down early and made people question LGD pretty quickly, and then that story had an abrupt ending yesterday. Yeah, What's LGD. more interesting to you, like Secret performing well or LGD having the faith that they were determined? Yeah, L LGD, uh, I guess it, it's not surprising to me that Secret did well. So it, it like, especially once they won their first series and then we see their next opponent, it's Thunder. I was very confident that they were going to win that matchup and they did. They smashed the ever-living hell out of Thunder. Um, they, I think Secret is the best team in the tournament to slow down the slow down these aggressive teams and just make them i mean thunder could really couldn't get the ball rolling at all so no. lgd's story was a little bit more interesting to me um they had to try and make a, a lower bracket run and i really thought they were going to make it to uh the final weekend i thought they were in the like the i thought they were going to push through the only r thought in the back of my head was aster does look really good and it's lgd versus aster like intra-regional i feel like lgd is probably better against all the Western teams, you know? But I mm -hmm. think uh, up against another Chinese team, I'm not actually sure uh, if they played they so were that many confident. games this year. They've played so many games this year. Yeah. Which is also why, uh, you know, the, the prospect of three Western Europe teams in a top three really, you know, if, if I try and take biases away, feels like it could be any type of fiesta because all those teams have played each other so much that, like, to you could have a favorite horse. But I think any of them are viable in that yeah. scenario. Similar if, if, it, if it was China. LGD looked so bad in the secret game to me. And then looked yeah. so good in the boom game yeah. that for me, it, it, it was that like roller coaster of, oh no, what's happening to, ah, look at that. Faith, faith beyond nothing to say, Ame. Oh, look at that Sven. Oh. They're, they're going to go all the way. They're going to go all the way. They're going to make a crazy lower bracket run. That's a and team then, that hasn't figured out the meta right there. It just, it just, yeah. It, it, the reason they look so good is because when they matched up against Boom, they were matching up against something they were comfortable with. So they mm -hmm. smashed it. But when they matched up against Secret and when they matched up against Aster, it was something that they were still trying to solve. You could see it in the, the I think there is actually a dichotomy there between Liquid uh, and, and LGD and that there are both teams that, they came from the same group, there are both teams that got knocked down and did not have a good hold of the meta. And they both had to try and figure it out. And basically, if you wanna know what the TI meta is right now, it's ranged cores. It's it's SF, it's, uh, well, I, I mean, well, SF has oh, had a bad go of it, but like it started with SF, right? Now it's Lena, now it's Sniper. Um, it, it's basically these ranged cores dirty, are super strong right now. And all of the backline heroes don't feel good enough to be able, it feels like they just don't have enough. They can get on top of the range hero, but they don't have enough to actually get that kill. 
whether it's because of wraith packs or whether it's because of i don't know just certain scaling aspects maybe it has something to do with you know i i don't know exactly what it is um but it just feels like they don't have quite enough and lgd you could see in that final series right what do they pick carry ricky like who's doing that you know nobody fucking nobody nobody but ricky is one of the best backline jumpers in the game right like they had this idea this theoretical idea how do we deal with these range cores maybe this is the answer and if they it worked, couldn't get it right if it worked though if it worked they could have completely reshifted it yeah they, they could have maybe broken up the meta and maybe lgd uh is able to make a run all the way through but they couldn't whereas lgd or excuse me liquid did right liquid figured they out spirit break shadow fiend. yeah Li liquid <laughs> figured out life stealer right oh we infest bomb them right mm -hmm. a different kind of backline jump it's the same like they were both searching for they both ran into these like sniper uh, uh players and both got like ruined by it like Crazy. Monet, <laughs> liquid Dude. ran into uh pure or like who, who did liquid uh think, end up losing to they ran into pure at once. They lost a, a game against that. The sniper game against Aster was really Who did they bad. lose to in the upper bracket? Aster. Aster. Yeah, they, okay, so they both got ruined by Monet. Yes. With sniper, I think. Uh, so, like, they both had this problem, and they both came up with different solutions to it, and it turns out Liquid's... I'm not going to say right, but Liquid's is the one that worked. Yeah, or at least worked against the teams for whatever reason. Yeah. And then, because th that infest bomb has mostly been paired with Boxy Heroes. Bo mm -hmm. Boxy... If, if you look at like his recently played, I think it's been, thank God they stopped picking Earth Shaker. But <laughs> it is, I think that hero's garbage. Spirit Breaker um, and Tusk. Spirit Breaker, Tusk, and, and Clockwork are, are, the, are the three heroes that, that he's been playing. All yeah. of which, you put Lifestealer in, mm -hmm. and then suddenly they have an instantaneous, almost impervious way to get to the back line. Yep. Um, Boxy's been playing out of his fucking mind this event. Boxy has been playing out of his mind. It's... Incredible performance by him. Uh, I mean, like, everybody has had incredible performances. Obviously, Matumba Man had some clutch moments. Mickey has been popping off. Um, Zai. I think maybe the quietest people are probably Zai and, and uh, Insania. Every uh, single person had a role in winning that game three. Yeah, they yeah, don't absolutely. win. They don't win if Insania doesn't get that Frostbite uh, Frost Nova. Sure. They, 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 <laughs> they don't win if Matumbe doesn't get the Infest Bomb. Yep. They, they don't win if Zai doesn't do half the stuff he does for most of the game, right? Yep, so yep. Um, I, I, I feel pretty good about them. But like Big Shot, what was crazy to me as a Liquid fan in the event is that there was a very small moment of Mickey chance. And I feel like he is someone who um, gets too much haters too quiet. On, on the internet, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, people every single time, uh, I always see, it's always the same archetype of Reddit commenter. Uh, when they always, I always see them, whenever they talk about Liquid, if it's good, they're talking about Zai and Matamba Man. <laughs> if they're talking about bad on Liquid, they're talking about Insania, Mickey, maybe Boxy, you know? It, it's It's always the same thing, which is basically, Oh, I think Liquid is carried by Zion Matumba Man. I think Why did Liquid they join sucks this team? because of Insania Mickey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> and um, it's it's the same. I don't know. I don't. It's like I kind of understand it, but also at the same time, it's like these players joined. They formed a team together for a reason. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, if you ask, if you ask most people, it was just the money they fucking mm, buy. Man. Money, so money, money. Um. 
But yes, Mickey has definitely quieted a lot of those haters. That's for sure. For he, he great tournament performance. Had a phenomenal performance. I'm yeah. super biased in saying that, but I think it's it's clear to anybody who's been watching. He is he's been fucking on one. Yep. Um, Beast Coast was also on one in a way that I really expected. I wonder. Ooh, yeah. I wonder what happens if they don't get COVID. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, I still think that they. I still don't think that they were going to go much farther than they did. But then again, I also thought they were going to be one of the teams to, to flop. I said EG and Beast Coast, right? Mm. And I was right about one of those, unfortunately. <laughs> well, you had to be because uh, they fought each other. Yeah. I, well, I mean, even just the fact that EG started off in the upper bracket and still, like, bombed out pretty, pretty, pretty hard and pretty fast. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, yeah, Beast Coast managed to, to pull through. Um, they actually ended up getting. They also got. They got top six, right? They got the same placement as Thunder. Or am I uh, no, thinking, no, 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 no. Uh, they're, they're top okay. eight because they Last, they lost to, to LGD. Yeah, uh, Stockholm. I think Stockholm. They placed top six, mm -hmm. uh, and they th that was actually tied with Thunder Awakens. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, the that was the highest placement that a South American team has ever gotten at a Valve event. Uh, and obviously now both they the uh, Thunder got top six again here. Um, at TI, which is the highest placement ever at a TI. By also, a couple rounds, too. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... they, they got, there was like an 8th place finish, yeah, maybe, from Beast Coast? Okay. Um, so one rung farther. Yeah, they got one rung farther. Um, it's, it's a like the, the COVID situation. Do uh, you think it's fair for them to be disgruntled? Um, not having a coach? In, yeah, I don't really get that whole thing. So basically, they got COVID. Um... They ended up getting COVID on three or four of their players or something like four. that. Four, Chris Luck did not, or C-Smile, excuse C -Smile, me. C-Smile, yeah. Did not uh, get COVID. And their coach also got COVID. Mm -hmm. And they could not set him up in some way that he could be a part of the draft. Which... It seems really weird. I don't know how you can't solve that. It, it's hard for me, without like an explanation from a TO, like I'm sure we can think of 20 different ways as why you could do that. Yeah. People are like, join a Discord call, get another hotel room, buy a fucking computer at the mall. It has right? to be some sort of competitive integrity thing. I just don't know exactly what it is. Correct, I haven't, yes. I haven't bothered to ask, so. Yeah, so, so that sucks. And then I think that, you know, some people that, I, that I've seen on Twitter or Reddit makes it feel extra bad because, you know, LGD had a little bit of a COVID problem, right? Where they, where <laughs> they, they were, were the ones who perhaps started the COVID problem. <laughs> they, they, they didn't report the COVID from a staff member, not a player, mm -hmm. right? And now, um, and they got punished in groups. They got draft time taken away or whatever. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. ultimately, sure, like a little slap on the wrist, it feels like. But they're playing, you know, in, in, in their mind, if you're looking a little conspiracy theory yes the team that could have started the covid problem uh and they're <laughs> yeah, playing, playing against a team COVID. that's being punished yeah yeah so so that that feels bad um you know kudos to chris kudos to ex nova for going up on stage mm -hmm. um the the rng story is truly such a heartbreaker for me yeah i think they could have been the chinese team yeah combined with the fact that we have these retirements coming apparently mm -hmm. um we've got faith beyond who's retiring. We've got Maybe, who's retiring. Uh, apparently there's rumors that Ame is gonna retire. I mean, the, like those are your powerhouses right there. Those are the superstars of yeah. China right there. Those are so franchise if, players. If they all retire, then uh, I don't know. It, it definitely feels like, especially if 
Uh, I mean, who who knows how many more players are going to retire? I mean, we were talking about this six months, nine months ago. I said, like, I think a lot of players are going to be retiring after this TI. A lot of a lot of the old school players. What's it are like being go, right all the time? I don't know. It's just uh, it's my my special superpower. It's a, a blessing and a curse, Joey. The uh, I mean, what what happens if Puppy wins? Right? If Secret wins, I feel like he probably I, I, retires. I, oh, if, if I feel like wins, he's I, like, that's oh. it. I'm done. I did it. I'm out. You know? How do you get a better story than that? Because you can't, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Yeah, I won TI 10 years apart. Yeah. I own a team. Like, he does not need to do it. And if he does it, it is probably only a down. He's going to be holding up two different ages with two different middle fingers pointed at Seb and No Tail, both saying, fuck both of you guys. I'm the actual GOAT. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, is, is, there any, is there any other teams worth mentioning? Um, EG made a lot of people disappointed. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the NA club. I mean, like, uh, I f if you have been following uh, us, if you have been following SVG, uh, which you would know that we're pretty pessimistic about EG um, this year as a whole. I was surprised. shocked they won their group. Yeah, we were very surprised that shocked. they did so well in groups, but it turns out that was uh, very fake. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, disappointing, yes, but I don't even know. Like, I think they got some false hope out of doing so well in their groups and everything, but I don't even know necessarily how much, like, EG themselves believed in, like, how well they were going to do at TI, you know? It's, uh, so it's like, if the team can, can't even believe in themselves, like, how, how, how can you be invested in them, you know? I don't know. I just, I, let's be done with this, EG. Like, as, as much as, like, you know, there's, a, there's definitely this feeling of nostalgia and, like, all, all this old stuff is, is uh, going away and all these old players are going away. Like, the one thing that I am super down with to start new and fresh with is this EG roster. Let's just blow it up. You know what? <laughs> Send you know what? all five of those players to a different team, please. If, if I'm in the EG corporate offices, mm -hmm. you know what my pitch is going to be right now? Yeah, what's that? Sign the entire Thunder Awakened team. <laughs> yeah, nice. Ser seriously. Yeah, that's but, not a bad but, idea. Like, actually, seriously. You, yeah. you you can probably make them attractive offer. You can probably develop them more. They, they probably mm -hmm. could get paid more if, if, if they want that, right? I yeah. think that as an org, getting a presence like that in South America is going to continue to be an important thing. You've seen, you've seen Liquid do it. You've seen TSM do it. I think that somebody who is going to invest in a South American Dota org, this is the time. This is the time to put money into it. Yeah. And you're going to be building fans in a region where it is hard to compete in North America now. Because why look at look at the performance you 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 see it through sonics you see it through tsm teams that didn't even make it out of the group stage which is that's that's all that we've been talking about on the show both of the other NA teams didn't even make it out of the group stage yep blow blow your team up sign a south american one and plus uh i mean i think uh esports in general is investing more into south america For we've sure. got the csgo uh, major that's coming up that is going to be massive I'm definitely going to watch that. Rio, Super that, that is going to, I mean, just from the spectacle angle, that is going mm -hmm. to be insane to mm -hmm. be able to have so many, uh, so many, uh, 
so many fans there in the stadium cheering on CSGO uh, in general, but cheering on uh, potentially Imperial uh, if they mm -hmm. make it that far. Um, which God, is I, I want Fallen. Where, for, for those of you guys who don't know, Fallen is like a Brazilian uh, CSGO legend. Um, so if they go far enough and they get into to one of like the actual stadium games, like that is going to be bonkers. Um, uh, so that's happening. Uh, I've heard some, some rumors, and I would expect that, like, eventually Dota does go to South America more, right, event-wise. Yeah, in some way, shape, like, or form. Even it's cheaper major... to run events there. There's a huge amount of fans there. Like, why aren't we going to South America? So uh, I've heard some rumors that we're, we're going to be going there um, sometime soon. So, like, if events are going to be happening there, if the region is flourishing, like, yeah, now is the time to invest, for sure. Stocks on SA rising. And... Before we wrap out, stocks on SEA. Yeah. Fallen. Different type of fallen. It's uh, it's yeah. it's a it's a bummer for me. We've talked about it on, on on the morning show a little bit that there's just uh, no boom, no fanatic, no nothing to say, even. No nothing to say, no Abed. No Abed. Yeah. People are gonna have to pick a team, and I assume that a lot of them are gonna be Aster fans. I assume a lot of them are gonna, I think that the arena from a home field advantage probably hurts Tundra the most. I think that there will be fans of Matu. I think there will be fans of Puppy and Seeker. I think there will be fans of, of Aster because China, right? Yeah, and then, I think, and then yeah, Thunder right. is, Tundra is yeah. the odd person out. Tundra is, yeah, the, the, the roster that, again, the human factor, you know? It's like mm -hmm. there's nobody on that roster that really draws you for most people. But they are trying, you know, big kudos to the people on the business side of Tundra because mm -hmm. who's been making content pieces? Who has been doing stuff to try and get exposure for that roster? They have consistently been investing in it over the year. Like they had a, they, they, they had that, we're going to Arlington video. Yep. They had that TI announcement fun, fun video. They are putting money and not a little bit of money. Like I'm seeing the production they're doing there. They are putting, like you know probably upwards of ten thousand dollars in, in into making those videos right yeah and it, it's going to pay off if like even if tundra bombs out right now like they are still already getting so many fans it's just the fact that like many of their players aren't like they're none of them are like big streamers necessarily or anything mm -hmm. i think maybe skeeter is the most outgoing personality on that team he's got tons of personality i re actually really like i had a great conversation with that guy after um some Eastern European event. I don't remember what it was. I think it was before COVID. Uh, I really like the kid. He's he's super nice. I mean, AUI is amazing, but he's the coach, right? So it's a little bit backline. Um, but there's just like, there's nobody on that roster that really draws and inspires uh, a whole lot of people, but doing well enough at TI gets you fans no matter what, yeah. right? And, and people are going to be paying more attention to these players. And as a result, they're going to get more invested. They're going to see some of these videos that they're making. And... Uh, and so yeah, it's definitely they, gonna pay off. They instantly become legends. I think the best case of that is like, look at look at the people for who were supporting Spirit last year versus supporting Spirit this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Completely, yeah. absolutely night and day. Yeah. And that's really cool. Um, we we've been going for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Pro probably a good time to wrap out. There's like food we should get or things we should do. Um, if you haven't. Watched. I mean, I still want to talk about. Did you, did you, we completely blown fast past the fact that I got to cast one of the best series of all time. Again, Joey. what the fuck? Hold on, yeah. Hello. Hold on. I'm trying. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought this was a liquid. You want to just wax eloquent about how much you love liquid some more, Joey? Uh, okay. Um, I was on. casting that series, you motherfucker. How did? How does this happen to you? <laughs> You're right. Oh, how does this? How does this happen to you? 
that, 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 that you get to that you get to always get these games. Uh, is, is, yeah, is, is, I don't is, know. is it dumb luck? Yeah, it's, it's just, just dumb luck, right? It's just dumb luck. It's this is luck. this is why I I always tell people that like I don't care. Like I've never casted the final day of TI. You know, I've never casted lower bracket final or grand finals. There's five casting pairs, right? Yeah. There's four games left. Yeah, John and John and MLP are done. Um, okay. They they were only hired for the playoff bit. And then now they've got four casting pairs for the four series left. And you so don't know what game you're going to do. We do not know what series we're doing. Uh, and, and I don't care if I'm doing grand finals or not. Um, it would be cool to work the final day. Uh, so I'd like to do lower bracket finals once in if my I, career. If I had to least, guess, but, I would probably. I, uh, I think Either way, I don't care. And the reason why is, is because, like, it, who knows? Like, the grand finals can be garbage it's a crapshoot you don't you don't know what it is going to be right there's an element of prestige to doing it but that's mostly just like made up shit what actually happens inside of the game every series has the possibility right of mm -hmm. being of having greatness so you shouldn't really care what games you cast because you never know what game is going to end up being like the fucking one you know so yeah, I've and gotten got all three Mega one. Creep comebacks in playoffs I in think, TI I history. I think you got the one. I've got I've done EG E Home, Secret Mineski, and uh, now Thunder Liquid. Dude, um, you know actually one of the standout things uh, from the cast that mm -hmm. is, that is probably going to stick with me the most actually was Avery and not you. Oh um, yeah. Avery, Avery did a great job. Avery stepped up his game really. I was super happy for him. There, there was a there was a specific line though that that, that is burned into my brain, mm -hmm. and it was. Do you know? Do you think? Could you even guess what it is? The fuck are these games, man? No. Okay. So, so that <laughs> that line's pretty fucking good. <laughs> that line is gonna stay with people for sure because definitely the amount of fucks that we get on mainstage mm -hmm. broadcasts are very low, right? Yeah. Um, and and I believe that the rule is roughly like only do it if it feels like it's impactful, important, and not overused, right? Yeah, but and that Val was. said at like TI7, they were like, yeah, uh, somebody asked about F-bombs, and they're like, yeah, don't overuse it, but if it fits the moment, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and the T-Panda had one, it was, it was like a whole, people were like, I don't even know how to use my, I think that they tend to come out um, as, uh, you know, someone who talks on camera sometimes, when you mm -hmm. are so at a loss for other things to say eloquently yeah. that like it's it, it, it's almost like a, like a fallback fuck's a very versatile word it it's, fits everywhere <laughs> so when you need a word to go to fuck will do but the the line that the one that i am thinking of was actually potentially right before that it is it is game three um thunder has no buybacks and they are starting to go high ground mm -hmm. and avery goes something like Yo, yo, Cap, do you think this is going to, like, they, they don't have buybacks. Is this just, is this going to be the opposite of game one? <laughs> and then you go, like, you can't even wish that on them, Avery. Like, they're, they're, there's no way. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> and then yeah. he was right. <laughs> yep. I mean, they, honestly, there was so much in that. I mean, we, we said in game one, we, <laughs> we really fucking cast a curse the shit out of you guys. <laughs> we, we literally are fucking, I, I, I said, uh, like it, we were talking about the mega creeps that you guys had and like all they have to do is back up and stuff and <laughs> and aiden's like uh, uh aiden avery uh two a names avery's like you know if there's one guy who who knows you know at this point all the experience of how to deal with with mega creeps and what to do it's insania it is right and and you know and, and i said you know i don't know i don't know if the stats back it up but like 
he's lost the most mega creep games <laughs> comebacks like he has definitely lost the most of any player <sighs> in dota history it is not even close there's no doubt in my mind it is a hundred percent him and uh <laughs> and uh, what happens uh, you know like like what goes in loses that game somehow uh is actually insane i think part of the conversation that that i remember is that um on stage, you know, there's they, they're playing a lot of blitzes talks, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is which is really super wholesome and nice. Yeah. But the idea, and which which is intrinsically linked to the meta, is like, don't be scared. Like, yeah. go out yeah. on your own terms, oh. be aggressive, fight, and um, maybe that message got to them a little bit too well when they're yeah, like, they're, guys, we're gonna fear. kill, we're gonna we're gonna kill the enigma. It's an evolutionary tool that has kept us alive for a long time. Nightmares play a certain purpose in preparing us for the dangers of the world. Maybe maybe listen to fear a little bit, <laughs> dude. I I. I think that I knew as soon as they made it. I mean, the way it happened too, they hit a three-man avalanche stun. It looked like the dream initiation. It was just like, okay, this is risky, but they hit a three-man stun. You can't ask for better than that. And, Enigma and goes, it still goes bad. And then Enigma goes, hold on while I pop my BKB and black hole exactly where I'm standing. And yeah. then I go, we've lost this game? <laughs> I think I think all of the criticism uh, uh, of that was was pretty universally the same and probably very true. Yeah. Um, two more minutes. You guys fucked up. <laughs> two more minutes, and that's probably a win, yeah. barring a phenomenal black hole. Um, yeah. And then you know at least Thunder made the same mistake. What like so? <laughs> yeah, that, game three was basically a Mega Creep comeback, even if Mega Creeps didn't happen. It was, yeah, it was basically sort of a locked-in game for Thunder. Well, I, I think I saw point. that that the win probability graph was like up to like ninety-nine or some bullshit. I, I didn't see it. I didn't um, see it. What what is so so you have that game one, and then you're like okay, well there's at least one more. Do, do you like need to just do like a mental reset or like is, is that just now an energy that, that you are carrying through? Uh, I actually talked to because so I did secret Mineski right that started with the mega creep comeback um, in game one where Mineski ends up they basically had the game and then they throw it inside the enemy base secret runs it back and mm -hmm. instantly wins um, and insane bonkers game uh, and game two and game three were also both very hype and close um, and Mineski wins game two, and it becomes this what if, you know, what if they had gotten the 2-0 and stuff like that. And I think I actually did a pretty bad job casting that uh, series um, to, like, my potential because it was too much excitement. I actually remember, like, I, I my heart was beating out of my chest. Yeah, I had a hard time breathing at some point in time um, for, for during that series. Like, it, it was actually too much. Um, and what this series actually did very, very well was the fact that game one was super hype. And then we went to this game two and it was a fucking stop. <laughs> the Liquid came back with a fucking vengeance. Stopped the ever-living shit out of Thunder. And it was no contest. And we, what happened was it was a nice r reset. You know? <laughs> it was a nice, like, chill down time. Uh, I think both for, for us, but also for the audience. Like, you can't... Like, I always describe casting as, like, uh, a roller coaster, right? Where it's, like, the emotionally, when you lean into it, you got to start building up the hype, building up the tension. Holy fuck, look at what's going happening now. And, yeah. and I need my caster to, like, reach up to me, right? So when I go, oh, my God, holy shit, that was crazy. I'm still kind of up there, and I need him to reach up to the same uh, enemy uh, energy levels. Well, 
And that series, like the Secret Maneski, it was only up. It was all ups. <laughs> it was nonstop ups. Uh, whereas this series had a very nice clear down, and then it, it picked back up again. So I'm happy you had a down nice. moment too. Yeah, it was it was good. It was helpful. As much as I, uh, as a fan, love series like that, mm -hmm. like that's what makes you know, Dota, Dota, esports, esports, sports, yep. sports, right? Yeah. Um, I wish that all the games were like Game Two all the time. <laughs> yeah, just Liquid just stomps their way. 3-0s to grand finals. Yeah. Joey never has to 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 uh, to worry for a single my, moment. My my no drops watch. Of sweat. My watch gave me a notification. <laughs> Your heart rate was going high. That I was in a cardio zone. <laughs> yeah, for all the pacing you were doing, you didn't realize it, but you were actually jogging around the stadium. <laughs> That's why people were upset at me. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, I I. I was so happy that, uh, like, like personally, selfishly, that you and April were casting that game, and I was double happy uh, <laughs> about what happened. Uh, yeah, I, I think we did a, I think we did a good job. I was very happy with the cast. I also think we did a pretty good job of being like of of being very even. I saw zero complaints about bias, uh, which was great because uh, I'm just leading this into a, a small little side story that I, I actually got told off for bias. Uh, this is the only time I have ever had a tournament organizer ever, 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 ever say anything about bias to me. And it was because I was watching that Liquid Entity series with you. With me. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I, I was I, fueling into a problematic tendency. No, I was already, I was, I was already committed. Because I, I knew I was going to cheer for, for Liquid there because I wasn't casting that day. Uh, How do you not cheer for Will? Yeah, and like, and and the thing was for me is that like William, we talked about how, how William's history with Ti and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, I wanted him to have success, mm -hmm. and so I really wanted him to get through the last chance qualifier. Hey, they did it, and you know, and then they get into the upper bracket final or upper brackets, and I was just like, okay, they'll probably get top eight, uh, and then they get knocked down. And for me, I feel like a lineup of that pedigree, top eight is like. That is the, I don't know if that's the right word, the delineation, that, that is the line between success and not success. I think if you get bottom eight for that roster, so you're just not successful. Bad. I think you get top eight, good enough. Right? Yeah. If you get seven you to eight, I think it. that's good enough. I think that you can qualify as a success. And I wanted him to have success, and that was the difference between them being uh, ninth through twelfth and, and top eight, right? So I was like, fuck it, you know, like, I'm, I'm gonna cheer for them. Well, <laughs> You you started one of the Let's Go Liquid chants. Yeah, and that I started is, the final one. That is probably <laughs> the moment where someone was like, oh, we got to talk to Austin about this. Yeah, I got a, I got a note. They were like, hey, uh, note from production. Uh, don't be biased on camera. It's fine if you do it backstage, but don't be biased on camera. And I, it's, I was just in the audience. Well, <laughs> I was, I, like, I didn't know there was a camera on me. That's so, not my fault. So I'm pretty <laughs> confident that... The, like the the visual of us was obviously not live. Like we were there, mm -hmm. Trent Lyrical was there, more people were there. The visual of us was not live. They didn't cut from the game to like show people in the audience at that yeah. point. Um, but we were close enough to the English cast. I think it was MLP and John were behind uh -huh. us. That I suspect, and I can't confirm this. I suspect <laughs> if you go back, that you could actually hear you specifically uh. starting the chant. <laughs> 
and and so I think that on camera might not be visually on camera, yeah, but yeah, on yeah. the broadcast. Either way, I mean, it, it, I mean, they they said on camera, but I I see what you mean. They might have meant that in general. Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't, I don't care because at that point in time, I like I had gotten out of it, right? Like they've gotten top eight at that point. I don't really care what they do, uh, which is. Which is, I was a little bit concerned about like casting them versus Thunder, and like especially after getting that comment and being like, "Oh shit!" I really hope like maybe they also knew they're like, "Hey, <laughs> you're gonna be casting a Liquid game." Yeah, I mean, possibly, but they also could have put me on the the other series if they wanted to. But um, the yeah, it was just like I I no longer had personal feelings about it at that point in time. So like I like consciously knew that I was clear of it, but it was something I was just like, "Oh okay," like I'm just the optics of it. I'm gonna have to kind of be aware of um, and I think we did a pretty good job I mean I was very invested in, in Thunder mm -hmm. I mean I, I play with those guys all the fucking time you know it's like it would have been sick to be able to see them I mean how many times they're I called so, him Mr. Magoo they're so <laughs> fucking good you know yeah they're, they're I mean they're so really fucking good, good. I mean I, I told you about because like a year and a half two years ago or something right I was watching that guy in a fucking pub and I was like this guy's it I could tell you know? so good. So I was very invested in them, so it was pretty. I think it was it was easy for us to keep it even between the two. The, I think that the game was the hardest for me last night. Uh, if you remove everything else, because it was the one delineating if we're going to go to the big arena or not. Yeah, that, that, that was it for me. Like, yeah, I, but at the same time, like you guys would have been top six. Like, I still I still think that's a success. You know, that's still a big W. I think William would have been satisfied. You know, I think Matumba Man would have been satisfied. I think, you know, like, they, sure, they would have been sad. They would have been like, man, I wish I could have played in the stadium. But, you know. Yeah, I think there's an interesting line um, about teams. And we talked about this actually with Load on the morning show just a little bit. Mm. Like, teams who potentially overperform expectations and then, like, settling a little bit. Because they're like, yeah. guys, guys, we got top six. And then suddenly that hunger goes away. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, William... In, in the Team Liquid Company Slack, like there's there's you know there's a group of people there's like there's like a game thread like there's just a Slack channel for all of the conversation that happens during our live games mm -hmm. where all of us are just like you know cheering for all different teams all the time right and 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 Will popped in there to like say hi to people and say thanks to people who would be like you know he said something to the effect of like you know satisfied but still hungry like like not mm -hmm. the end and and I thought that that was the right mindset like you can both you know look at something as a success. A, a new milestone yeah. that you won, but not lose that will to be like, <laughs> pardon the pun, not not lose that to be like, hey, we can do top four. Hey, yeah. we can win TI. Yeah, and how much how much farther can they take that? Like, how much farther does Matamba Man want to go? How much longer does he want to play delay playing World of Warcraft? You know, because <laughs> he's done. He's done with Dota. These are the last games that he's playing, and so you know, like how how much does he want? to cement his legacy by being able to go to the finals. Because I know, because I, I almost feel like his drive is probably less than the rest of his team for both themselves and for him, oh, right? They're, they're I almost feel him. like the team wants to push him forward. I'm not even sure like if he necessarily cares as much as they do about like, you know, let's, let's get to the grand finals. Let's fucking win a tournament before I retire, you know? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I almost feel like the team is pulling harder than he is for that. I suspect that, um, and, and again, truly suspect, I, I don't know the answer to this. Mm. I think that it is a really interesting dynamic because the four or five of them, if you count Will, or even more than that, if you're counting like Jerex, are all playing for Matu. 
Mm, I think yeah. Matu is playing for everybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, he, like, I think that he is happy with the situation. I think yeah, that, that dude, he is, he is he such is, a zen person. He He's is just content. content with life. Yeah. He is content. He is happy. Like, the money's probably fine. Everything is good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he, like, he he's wants, already been here before as well he's won a ti before he wants them to, he doesn't care yeah. about the two-time ti winner i don't think yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about all that prestige he wants to win for them and they want to win for him yeah and, and i think that that is a very interesting dynamic and you know especially since he he feels responsibility right like he he said that like it's like he would hold high more responsibility than probably anybody else because he's the most veteran of mm -hmm. everybody he's the one who's been there before and stuff like that so it's like if he thinks he's the most responsible and if he feels like he has a duty to like for the rest of his team you're probably right he probably is playing more for them than for himself he's, he's drafting for them he's caring for them I, th yeah. I think that he cares a lot about them Whew. Zach what's our runtime? One fifteen. what did we say 45 minutes to 115 right on the right. well actually I mean, there, there, there's two files there, there's one way to stitch together so it's, it's above that no it's including oh it's including nice Damn. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good episode for uh, to set up and give you a little bit of content for the five day break that we're about to go into. Yeah, I mean, this is I, day one of that break. I'm excited to explore Singapore, and I think that I think that the podcast we do sleep. Yeah, I think the podcast we do. We've been waking up early to do the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, one of these days, I did three different shows. I did the morning show. I did a I did a cast in the middle of the day, and then I did the OG show to close it out, and then I did the morning show the next day. I was, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was actually too fucking much. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have done the OG show. Honestly, um, I got you baited into it. I think. Like, so I know for a fact that a lot of people who listen to this show, especially the people who are listening to all the way to the end, have mm -hmm. been watching or tuning in or chatting in Discord or doing something about the morning show. And mm -hmm. I just want to take a second to say thank you. Yeah. Truly. Because, like, um, it was a little bit of a gamble. I think we all we all knew that it was going to work and like be an okay product, but I think that you can look at it. By, <laughs> did we? Did we? Yeah, we definitely. You, you say that confidently. Definitely. I didn't know shit, Joey. I showed up to this show. I didn't even know it was a scripted show. I sat down the first time and I was like, "You you asked me if if I was good at reading off a teleprompter," and I was like, "Oh, is that going to be for like a skit or something?" I didn't know the entire show was going to be running off a teleprompter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so no, I was not confident like you. I didn't know what the show was. I, I actually, th th there is, there's a post TI episode to actually talk about the show and all uh -huh. the funny production stuff because yeah. I also didn't think it was going to be nearly as scripted as it did. <laughs> um, truly. And also, uh -huh. uh, not, not to fluff you off too much. He's really good at reading off a teleprompter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had a decent amount of, uh, uh, practice. Back when I was on Join Dota and we started doing YouTube content mm -hmm. and I was doing like those pieces. I don't remember if you remember them with Zoe. Yeah, oh, probably not. No. We had like the, the Tidehunter barrel. It was probably the only iconic thing that ever came from any of that garbage that we did. <laughs> that I had to read off a teleprompter a lot for those shows. Re really good at it. Um, but Thank you. the point that I was trying to make, I think, was um, like... so monster people are in the chat watching and and they they see you being active yeah. like liquid people see you being active we know what a lot of your names are and see you being active and like it like thank you i know it's weird times for most of you but 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 it helps make the thing look like it is 
it is it is good. Um, yeah, and it's, it's not just yeah. being propped up by front page, which but is, it, which but it don't, actually which has it like is, real. But also, it's <laughs> it not. is, but. I mean, I, our viewership numbers are crazy good. I did not expect that. I'm surprised, but even when we're not getting front page on Twitch, I'm mm -hmm. surprised at the amount of people who are watching and engaged. And maybe yeah. that's being a little bit modest that that's selling you or us or Monster a little bit shortly. But like, it, it, uh, that, that was surprising. And we are doing two more. So if you're listening to the podcast and haven't seen the morning show, you can catch them all on Monster's Twitch channel. Um, and you know Arteezy's going to be on there. So it's mm -hmm. super worth the watch, which I assume we're not hiding our guests for that, right? No. We should probably advertise. No. Arteezy's going to be on the show. Show up. Correct. People love our tour. We, so we're, we're talking to Arteezy. That's going to go live Saturday morning before the show, 9 a.m. local time. Did we start the show earlier? Because I almost feel like, because there's going to be people tuning into the show, right? But our tour is on the latter half of the part mm -hmm. of the show. And that's also where people are most likely they'd be like, all right, the TI broadcast is starting or like the beginning panel is opened or something like that. You know, they're going to start. I almost feel like we need to start like 10 minutes earlier or something. Yeah, or, or flop it. Or we, we, we have five whole days to figure out how to best do that. True. Um, but if you're not watching it, it's twitch.tv slash Monster Energy. Um, we're tweeting about it. People are talking about it in Discord. We're obviously on set right now. We're really just truly in my hotel room in Singapore. Um, yeah. I have to tear all this down now so they can clean because they haven't done that in five days. And it's not awesome in here. Um, but yeah, t tune in. I think the product is good. Uh, we're having a fun time. And uh, yeah. 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 Uh, get, get hyped for the last weekend of TI. Uh, I root for Liquid because I'm telling you to. It's clearly very important. Do it. And uh, yeah. I, I, ran out, I ran out of steam. We need, we, need like a, we need like a break. Yeah, you remember how we were talking about how the show starts and there's no clear, like, there's also no real end. There's no landing gear that comes out for this show. It just kind of, yeah. I find a point and we just, we just cut it. <laughs>